Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish. is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Three down, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. October 18th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Call. 96.1 FM, which this morning was working. Hopefully working now that we're on air. But yesterday, Scoots, didn't sound too good. No, it didn't. And and yesterday, for what it's worth, it was also working on my way into the studio and was not working when we were on air. So. Oh. oh, so it's like no... So it doesn't matter that it was worth sounding good on the way in. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it, it may not. It may matter. It may not matter. But I, I do have an update. Apparently, they are moving some power poles on the site of our transmitter, and that's why the FM is down. LG&E's got the power off. When you don't have power, you can't transmit to the transmitter. So we're just waiting for that to be done. Troy was a little frustrated yesterday. He even said, like, yeah, I wish they would have let us know. Mm, kind of just wow. Kind of one of those things they just did without telling anybody. I guess that frustrated. Yeah. Oh man, he seemed pretty ticked. Yeah, he was. He was pretty ticked. Scoots, how are you? We got Scoots, Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker. That's the Kentucky Roll Call crew on your wacky Wednesday morning. What's up, Scoots? I'm good. I uh, got a lot of sleep last night, so that's the that's a nice start to the day. Uh, a little tired going home yesterday. It wasn't like it was a hard day for me, but it was just a long day. When you're stuck inside the same building all day, it's just, it's so long. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time to be doing radio. Everything went well, though. Yeah, absolutely. And I was telling Gil last night, I was like, yeah, it's, I got home, and I was like, it wasn't a hard day by any means, but I'm just mentally exhausted. But it's time to check out at that point. I did check out. I played one game of MLB The Show. Well, first I went and grabbed some dinner. Channeled my inner, Kelsey, inner Trevor Kelsey and went and got some Arby's. Mm. And then I went home, played one game of MLB The Show, read two chapters of Harry Potter, and I was out. Whoa, you read after such a exhausting yeah. mental day? I did. I, I couldn't stop. You're really making that brain do cartwheels <laughs> and handstands. Oh, yeah, all sorts of gymnastics. Well, good. Uh, but we'll talk more about your big day yesterday. Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm a little confused, though. I woke up. This morning, and I was like, "Huh, what's on X? X going to give it to you? Twitter.com. And I see a tweet from the sports talker that says, roll call. And it has the link to listen to our show and then a GIF. GIF. That I'm not, I don't. It's a hot dog GIF. 
People are just enjoying good old hot dogs. We make your dreams come true. And then there's, what's that saying script there? Really big. It says boner jams. So, is that another word for hot dog? That's what they called hot dogs back in the 70s. Oh, really? They did, yeah. Better than glizzy. Yeah, better than glizzy. I think a lot of people would uh, agree with that. Yeah, so that's what that gif is about. Oh, okay. Just like, you know. Hot dogs with the fellas. Uh-huh. Taking down a few dogs. Okay. Yeah, that's a fun gif just to get everybody uh, it, aware it, it, and ready it, for the radio show this morning. It certainly woke me up. That's what it's for. That's what this radio show is for. A lot of people sleeping, a lot of people waking up. Roush, how was your Tuesday? Did the club was, go up on a Tuesday? It, it it did. It did. We had a great time for uh, Frank's birthday. Um, the big, know. big birthday. Yep, yep. Um, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, just some cookies, ice cream. Um, oh, man. He had the, uh, his face. Like, you know, it's just it's so cute when they get the icing all it over him and stuff. And, uh-huh. They're just going uh, to town on it. Oh, yeah. Did he dive right into the cake? Well, we're saving that for uh, ah. next week when her family gets here. Gotcha. Could, uh, couldn't he do it twice? Well, that, that, so we did co- we did cookies. But, yeah, he went all over it. I mean, the icing and all that sort of stuff. He'll get the smash cake next time around, too. Gotcha. By the way, it's not not very foggy on this side of the river. When I woke up this morning, I felt like I was in a Halloween movie. Indiana was creepily foggy. Probably the most foggy I've ever seen. Most foggy you've ever seen. Yeah. Interesting. Scoots, come on. No need to be hyper. No, I'm serious. Fellas. And then I get it. We're a, all friends here. And then I cross the bridge and you all have got nothing. I'm like, how does this even happen? It's like the river just blocks all the fog from going south. It's uh, crazy. Because Indiana is, well, you know what they say. Yeah, I sure you, do. You know, uh, appreciate the fog update this morning, Scoots. <laughs> A nice foggy morning in October is a good time. A little spooky. Mm-hmm. How are you, TJ? We I'm never ask how you are. Doing great. Doing great. Doing well. Uh, work has slowed down a little bit, which is fun, but not fun financially, but fun from, like, not at the office from right after the radio show till 5. So that's that's enjoyable. But doing, doing great. I think we may go by Hillcrest tonight. So... If you're a Louisvillian, that's a, obviously an October must. So I think we uh, may do that tonight. So everything good. Tuesday was pretty vanilla. Nothing too crazy about it. Ooh, vanilla ice cream. Had some of that. Trying to think. Good. But ready to do radio today because there is a lot to talk about. So, Roush, you all ever do the Hillcrest Ave? Um, the Scoots even know what it is. Done it before, but I'm not very well versed in the area, so like, like you need to know like oh here's a good spot to park and like get around because you know i mean a good spot to park and i don't know if they want you saying this or if they even technically allow it but nobody's ever said anything to me just crescent hill golf course then it's just two blocks bada boom bada bing like your current set thank you um yeah that makes sense but to to answer your question tj no i have no idea it's um a street that they just do Halloween big? Yeah, it's Aww. big. It's a big street. I don't know how many how many houses would you guess is on Hillcrest? Like sixty. Yeah, probably. And yeah. they all just ball 60 out sixty to eighty. Yeah, and probably about like seventy five to eighty percent of them kind of go all out for Halloween decorations. And then there's a couple that's just like, oh my gosh, looks like 
an actual haunted house. They they spend so much time on it. Do they... it takes them a couple weekends to get them all going, but yeah, it's fun. So basically, it's just like the Halloween street in Louisville where you walk down the street, you look at all the cool decorations, you get to the end of the street, you turn around, you go back up the other side, you look at all the Halloween decorations, then you're done, but it's fun. There's a bunch of kids. Sometimes the homeowners will like jump out and scare people. Do they do the same for Christmas? No. What? It's just Halloween? Halloween? Yep. It's just Halloween. Interesting. I mean, you got to think, uh, that would be a quick turnaround to do it big if you were going to be the Christmas street, too. It's asking a lot on people. Yeah, you can't do both of Yeah, It'd be too much. I'm sure there's a few houses on the street, though, that ball out for Christmas, too. Yeah, I think there are. I think there's a few that go all out. There's a few that don't put up any Halloween decorations. Blame. Mm-hmm. But that'll be a good time. Yeah, and uh, I think the weather's supposed to get warmer than it has been the last few days, although the weather hasn't really bothered me. It felt like fall weather, Roush. Love it. Still haven't watched anything scary, which is really bugging me. We had a few texters tell me that The Strangers does have a sequel and it like takes place in like a trailer park or something like that. I looked at the reviews for it. It looked the reviews were pretty bad for it. But somebody on the text line said that it was like one of their scarier movies or something like that. So not really sure what to believe. We'll get to the Thornton's text line because we're way behind on it. And Roush, I'm kind of like biting my tongue, holding my breath, because I could be wrong about this, but a relatively quiet Tuesday in UK sports land. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to be like, well, did you see what happened at ten fifteen no. last night? Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, see what everybody's talking about after you went to bed? I Which did. Has um, been historically early this week. Oh, so you didn't stay and watch the tops? No, uh, uh. but I did see... Um, who who's the high school reporter? I know he was tweeting all about it. He was all upset. Jason Frakes, big yeah. So high I guess school. they laid an egg, is what he said. They, they have uh, an AD and president that don't care. Oh, you went that far? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that that's the problem. Um, I think scoring, generating points in the second half. Um, thank God for volleyball because otherwise, WK Sports is a sea of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. They are stuck in a bad conference. I, I can agree with that. I need to keep knocking on the max door. But Conference USA is, like, doing the Tuesday nights is uh, is pretty fun. Just having those games. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, been pretty inefficient and unpredictable in second halves. Or not inefficient, but predictable. And uh, what Rich Rod smacked them in the mouth. They were up 17-7 at half. Full late lead and then let Jack State kick a field goal. Their kicker for Jack State. Six foot five, two hundred forty pounder, dude slips on the turf and still blasts a forty one yarder for the win as time expires. Oh, pretty pretty exciting finish to though. slip and do that. Yeah, like he pretty uh, impressive. He was at least like kind of he was in the motion, but his plant foot just kind of went out from underneath him at, right before he was going to make contact with the ball, but still got enough of it to bang a forty one yarder for the win. Mm. So. Tough, tough one for the top. T- tough loss for the top. Yeah, you don't like seeing that. Are, are they competing for their conference, or is that going to so set them back? Essentially, this was going to be the game before the game. They play Liberty next, and that was going to decide Conference USA, basically. And uh, I'm not sure what this loss does, dropping to Jack State, because now Jack State is second in the division. Or I don't know if they do divisions or what they're doing. I get it if you're a big Western fan, though, and you're ticked off that 
you've been one of the better programs, and during the realignment shift, you kind of got stuck. Yeah, uh, that would, I, I like, Maxion would sell in Bowling Green. Having those games, that place would get full. They fit the culture of Mac football pretty well. It was a bummer that Mac didn't let them in. And if you don't remember, Mac said, yeah, if you get Middle Tennessee, then the geography footprint makes a little bit more sense. We'll make it happen if Middle Tennessee joins Middle Tennessee for whatever reason. I, I mean, what a dumb decision from them. Said, no, nah, we, we're not looking to move conferences right now. And Western was out in the cold. They have a commercial, too, where all of the coaches read this script, right? And I'm sure they shot it at their media day. And um, the line that the Middle Tennessee coach delivered, uh, Stockstill, was always looking ahead to the future. I'm like, oh. Oh. Yeah, not quite, though. Yeah. Not quite. Oh, man, I love how mad Jason Frakes' tweets are. How did they convince Austin Reed to come back and not find him any receivers other than Corley who can catch the ball? Man. Austin Reed and Corley would end up at Louisville. They would have been really good. Now they're just like fake good because their quarterback's Jack Plummer. Mm-hmm. Man, they have got that guy. Because, yeah, they he they had a guy just drop a back shoulder fade for a touchdown. Nope. When I was watching. Scoots, we had a doozy of a, a baseball game last night. We did, yeah. Didn't watch much of that. Phillies win 10 to nothing, Roush. Go up 2 nothing in the NLCS. Both series now 2 0. Uh, hasn't been the best baseball playoff. No. Been some upsets, which is fun. You've had teams get hot, which is enjoyable to see. Some great crowds, but not like a lot of great games or a lot of great series. Uh, we'll see. This one's got to go back to Arizona. We'll see if the Diamondbacks can get back on the horse, back on the diamond. How about that? And then, of course, the now the Rangers get to be at home with a 2-0 series. So that one could be over pretty quick, and you will get uh, just one game today. Astros and Rangers tonight, and then tomorrow you get back to two games, which is always a lot. My boy Kyle Schwarber hit two homers last night. Did you bet it? Hey, oh, no, but he's a Hoosier, so I always love seeing him have success. Scooch, you said a bunch of interesting stuff on the Rutherford show yesterday. That was fun. Ooh. That was a fun Rutherford show. Yeah. Hit me. I didn't realize just like how all of your family is UK. Oh, yeah. You're only an IU fan because of your creepy uncle, you said? Yeah. I didn't say creepy uncle, but yeah, my uncle. I'm pretty sure that's what you said. But yeah, I mean, everybody else in my family, they're all Kentucky. My mom, my mom's a Hoosier, my uncle's a Hoosier, and then I, I guess my grandpa as well, and everybody else is Kentucky. Don't you think it's like destiny, though, that you should have been a Kentucky fan, and now you're producing a radio show for Kentucky fans? No. Don't you think that's the universe's way of saying, like, hey, Scoot, something went wrong with you? No, like, I think this that's is the... our way of telling you that, you know, you need to get, you need to get right with the Lord? No, I think the... The universe is telling me that from doing this show that Kentucky's not all that bad. Like, when I was a kid, it was pure hatred. Hated Kentucky. Hated everything about Kentucky. Hated the blue and white. Hated the logo. Hated the cat. Everything about them. I hated. Now, it's I'm okay with Kentucky. That's the thing they teach IU fans growing up, Roush. There's just so much hate in their heart. It's not right, Scoots. No. No, no way to live life. No way to live a childhood. Looking back, I realize that now, but that's, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, how I was raised. This could have taken years off your life, Scoots. I mean, if that didn't, something else did, so, okay. Instead, you're stuck cheering for 
Tom Green team. Mm-hmm. No, well, no longer cheering for yeah. Tom Green. Yeah, but like, I mean, <laughs> it does take a while to get that stink off of you. You're a Tom Green team now, though. Like that's kind no, of no. We're a Mike Woodson team now. We got an update in the Boogie Flan recruitment. Oh, uh, the crystal ball's rolling in. Travis Graff likes Kentucky. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's he's the old. first expert that I've seen that he, has. Well, you know, actually, yesterday, Jack said he just got was feeling IU, but admittedly, he said he didn't really know, wasn't really, hadn't heard. That's trying to protect himself. But Travis Graff, the first UK guy or the first person in recruiting that I've seen, say, yeah, I think it's going to be Kentucky. So, well, he's wrong all the time, isn't he? No, he, he's <laughs> he's known to never be wrong. Actually, he's never once gotten one thing wrong. Never ever. No, I, I I he's got a pretty good track record, but. We'll see. He didn't come out and say, like, I'm, you know, take it to the bank, but he said that he, that's the first that he's heard of a school and it's UK. So let's hope that's the case, right, Scoots? No, I, I admittedly am to the point now with Boogie where if he does say Alabama or Kentucky on Friday, I'm going to be pretty, pretty upset by it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've, at this point, I've kind of talked myself into him being a Hoosier. So. Mm. I mean, that's the Joey Hart situation all over. That's again. maybe setting myself up for failure later down the road. But yeah, I just feel it. I feel like Boogie's going to be a Hoosier just because of the opportunity he'll have in Indiana. Like Indiana loses their point guard after this year. So Kentucky there's really their point guard. That's true. But there's like Kentucky's going to have a guy that they can rotate in. And maybe that ends up being Boogie Flan. But either way, I think Boogie has a great opportunity for early playing time at either school. So. It's, I think it is going to go down to the wire, but I'm hoping it's Indiana. Yeah, it did, it did seem like just with the commitment of Lee and McNeely, and McNeely says, like, I want Boogie, and then Boogie announces he has a commitment date. You could kind of connect some of the dots and be like, is this a coordinated effort by IU just to get a ton of good momentum going into the season, which could be the case. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you do have Travis Graft, Rivals.com. He's saying he thinks it's going to be the Cats. So, that's good news. Boogie Fland, he's uh he's a point guard in the twenty twenty four class that Kentucky has kind of set their sights on, but it's been a really competitive recruiting battle with IU and then Alabama's been there as well. So he's committing on Friday. We'll get a final final decision in yeah. that. Yes. Yes. Johnnell Boogie Fland. Is that his first name, John L? Yes. Mm. I like Boogie better. Also I like the name of his school, Archbishop Stepanak. Pretty cool. cool Any relation to our Archbishop Sycamore? <laughs> yeah, they're cousins. Because I'd be worried about that school being legitimate if that uh, if that were the case. Yeah, but that's the thing. Not like the the Boogie Flan news. That's really some of the biggest news we have from from yesterday. And at least in UK land, we can talk more media polls and basketball preseason. U of L actually has an exhibition game tonight against Simmons College. Ooh, which, are people going to be able to watch? No idea. What I just assume now, if it's UVL basketball game, that it's probably not going to be watchable, just with the way things have gone lately. But if it is, I'll probably check it out. How um, how's Jerry Eves going to handle all this? Isn't he still coaching Simmons College? He's, he's the AD. He's the AD. Oh, okay, okay. Because I I can imagine. What are, are people are people so mad at Jerry Eves? People were. I want to know what you. I want to hear what you even think. Like the whole Jerry's situation is. Well, I know Jerry's very critical of the administration at U of L. 
but I think that was prior administration. So I think he might be happy with Josh Hurd and Kenny Payne coming back because him and him and Kenny are boys, correct? Big boy. Yeah. So I would assume he's back in the good graces. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Uh, I think Jerry Eves now is on when we're on. So I didn't I didn't make a point really to listen to him a lot back in the day, but paid programming. I would listen from time to time, hear him every so often. He definitely had some major issues with U of L. I think once they hired Kenny Payne, everything was gravy. It felt like he was the only person who was very outspokenly anti U of L that they'd still like show up to things. Mm-hmm. It was very bizarre. Well, and he would say that like I was never anti U of L. I was anti U of L decision making. Right. Which, I mean, I was anti U of L decision making. Tom Church. I've loved UofL's last, like, decade of decision-making. Yeah, I really wish they could have kept Scott Satterfield around a little mm. bit longer, though. That wasn't even their decision, sadly. But that would have been great. Missed that guy so much. Yeah, but UofL gets the action started tonight. UK, I think their first game is the 27th. Scoots, I love John Spears' segment yesterday, just reading off the opening night of college basketball matchups. That was <laughs> riveting. I think if there was a, still that a, bit from Francesa, an exciting five minutes of radio award, he would be taken home first. Prize. You know how close I was to being like John. Nobody cares. Like that, we're we're weeks away from this. He was like November six, seven o'clock, UNC <laughs> versus Popcorn State, seven thirty. You've got Providence. Oh, don't they? They've got Bryce Hopkins still. Yeah, uh, they take on Northeastern Louisiana. That should be a fun one. And he did that for an additional twenty five minutes. Rush. Went through every game. I love giving Spears crap. He's the man. You can listen to him at noon. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll see what's on Roush's mind. We've got a huge Thornton's text line to get to. So we've got a lot of content on today's Kentucky Roll Call. Let's hope both FM and AM side of things are working. This is KRC. We'll be back after this. snake looks delicious. What part do you think I'm about to eat? Uh, basically, a snake don't have parts. But um, if I had to call it anything, uh, I would say it's his knee. Segment number two, hour number one, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Scoots, no better way to start your Wednesday than to stop at Thornton's. How many times did you go to Thornton's yesterday? Uh, Just once. I limited myself to just the one time, although I I wanted to go multiple times. I just couldn't make myself do it. So I only went the one time, got me a nice big fountain drink for 89 cents. That was a steal. Steal of all steals. Uh, Got me... I didn't get any food yesterday. I had actually... Hold your butts. I was responsible yesterday, and I brought food to work. What? Whoa. Yeah. What? So did you make something from home? What? No, I had leftovers from the night before. <laughs> yeah. Come on. 
Don't get crazy. And you just heated them up. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. What uh, what leftovers? It was a Subway sub, so I actually didn't have to heat it up. All right. Scoots. Roush. TJ. Left <laughs> leftover Subway. Yeah, it wasn't great. I was. I mean, it's leftover Subway. Looking I, it looking back, it was not a great decision. I mean, maybe you could talk me into like, okay, a meatball sub. You throw in the air fryer, but like leftover Subway. Yeah. One of my bad life decisions yesterday. Should have went to Thornton. Should have got me, uh, I don't know, chicken sandwich, a burger, a hot dog, anything you want at Thornton's. They've got roller items that are actually really good. I know people are sometimes hesitant on the roller items. Don't be hesitant at Thornton's. They're yeah, awesome. Be. They are awesome. Download that app. Become a Refresh and Rewards member. Save time and money. Money at the pump each and every time you fill up. Thornton's is the best. You may run into a scoots there today for the catch a scoot sweepstakes. <laughs> Prize that's taken the city by storm. If you run into a scooch at a Thornton's, he just instantly has to hand over the, the money in his wallet to you. It's hey, a great speak- gimmick. It's a great prize. And we appreciate our sponsor, Thornton's, for setting it up. And you're not going to get much money because I don't have much money in my wallet. Yeah, I'll give you my debit card. I love that we just set up a sweepstakes where scooch gets shaken down at a Thornton's <laughs> just by a random listener. By the, the way, listener just gets to go up and say, hey, it's scooch. Give me all your money. And then you scooch, you just dump out your mm-hmm. wallet. Speaking of sweepstakes, did you all see that Reese's is in trouble? Oh, no. What do they do? What they do so, this time? they are running a sweepstakes for $25,000, and they've got the markings on the, all their packages. Well, not all their packages, but a lot of their packages win $25,000, and then under it, it says, see inside for details. So, it's making people believe that they have to buy the Reese's, and when you open the package, it says no purchase necessary to enter the sweepstakes. So they're in a lot of heat because technically leading people to think they have to buy it to be in the sweepstakes would be a lottery, whereas sweepstakes are all no purchase necessary. Mm. So, yeah, they're in some heat. Interesting. Well. Very interesting. Um, I saw the thorn. I hope they get taken down. Well, all their, notches. all those packages are ha- being removed from stores, I've always so. thought about, about Reese's Corp, and I hope this is the way they get them. <laughs> Um, Thorns right now. Um, you can wait. Free entry to free fuel for a year. All you have to do is well, I could use free gas for a year. Uh, buy two Gatorades and get entered to win free fuel for Ooh, a year. Not at the cost of buying two Gatorades. With each purchase, with your refreshing rewards app. This is through uh, Halloween. I've got even a little picture of Jason. So, anytime you buy two Gatorades. You get a chance to win uh, free fuel for a year, Thor. That's probably the only way I'd buy two Gatorades is with the incentive of maybe getting free gasoline for a year. Man, that would be sweet. Oh, Gatorade stinks. Scoots. Don't you all forget it. Check out this deal, too. Free Gator Light when you purchase any hot food item. So I've seen Peak drink these Gator Lights quite a bit. Oh, gosh. I'm intrigued by them. Aren't Don't, don't people drink those for, like, hangovers? Well, what does Peak say about them? He must oh, like them because yeah, he drinks them just, a lot. That's a good point, Scoots. Are they hangover drinks? Isn't it like, I always thought that that was like Pedialyte. People drink that well, the night that they drink a lot. I mean, I think that that is, it's probably just got more electrolytes than their normal stuff. But yeah, uh, I don't think you have to drink Pedialyte if you're hungover. I don't think you have to drink a lot. No, you don't have to, but a lot of people do. Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that that is part of the equation. But Or it could just be really tasty and good. Never been a big uh, Pedialyte fan person. I don't think anybody really like likes it. <laughs> I think you just do it out of necessity. I know, but some people are like, 
I mean, they're just about it. Maybe that's because it helps them so much, but I've never, um, yeah. like, even when the kids get sick, it's like, I gotta like water it down and flavor it up. It's just too chewy. Too chewy. Yeah. I don't like the viscosity of the, 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 the electrolyte. Yeah. I wouldn't say chewy for a liquid, but I, I get where you're, I, I you see it. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah I get, I, I get what you're saying. It's thick. Uh, the point is Gatorade stinks. I've never had the Gatorade light, light, electrolytes, lights, drink, but cool. Point is, always great deals at Thornton's. That's the actual point. That's the actual point. Always great deals at Thornton's. Always great text on the Thornton's text line, but Roush, what do you want to get to first? You were asking if there was any news you missed yesterday. We hit a couple watch lists that were just (laughs) ill-timed. It's all that. Take the offensive line named Joe Moore midseason honor roll, and they just played. Really bad at pass protection against Missouri. And then uh, Mark Stoops on Bear Bryant, Coach of the Year watch list. Um, one person quote tweeted that, and it was an, a graphic of Oscar Sheboy watch list for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And that, that made me giggle. That, that was, was funny. Good. That, that was, was a funny, funny tweet. That was well done. I think, um, that was the, I think that's the guy who always gets gets people too. Pell's year. Like once a year, he like fake news is something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's usually pretty funny. People get got got. Yeah, always a good time. Yeah, that was funny. Mark Stoops, we're, we're frustrated with him. Overall, appreciative for what he's done for UK football. But, no, he, he should not be on any coach of the year list up to this point. Now, you went out, finished the season 10-2. and two. Hell, yeah. Get him on those lists, baby. Yeah. But with the way things are shaping up. But just now, like he, right. He, he, he the, shouldn't the, be considered one of the top coaching performances of the year. It's been a pretty bad performance. What games can you say that like he definitively? That, that's that, I had that written down for like a take that we were going to get to on Monday show. But like, what what games have you felt like the coaching staff has outperformed the opponent's coaching staff? Florida, Florida, and even then it was a little kind of like opportunistic. I, I don't want to say lucky, but just fortunate. Some with some of the turnovers, how they went UK's way. Florida dropped a pick six. You know, that I mean, stuff helps. They but got they, that team ready to play. Oh, they were ready to go. Yeah. yeah. They 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 dominated that game. Florida for sure, but I don't know if you could pick another one definitively. Definitely got out coached in the Georgia and Missouri games. Yeah, Vandy, they started fast. And I think Vandy, you can make a out. case that it was like a push at best, but like Vandy had success offensively against UK. You remember the talking point we had on Monday was like, should we be concerned about this defense? I think our overall sentiment was the game was over. You can't take too much away from the fact Vandy was able to move the ball a little bit. The defense forced scores and turnovers, so ultimately, who cares what the final score said. But I think you can make a case that Vandy staff maybe had a better game plan, but they couldn't account for the the turnovers. Um, But at at best, I would say maybe a push in that one. And then you go with, like, you know, Eastern Kentucky to make that an 11-point game. You give the nod to their staff. And then the MAC teams... Uh, was it a coaching clinic by UK in those games? I wouldn't necessarily say so. So I do think that's a little disappointing when you're kind of looking at your seven games into the season and maybe this coaching staff has out-coached, out-schemed one other staff that you've gone against, and it's one that probably is like on its way out. Uh, not, not, not good. Not good, but the good news is a lot of season left to play, and you can change the narrative on all this. So far, the coaches haven't been doing their part this season. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm i curious how much they'll do this week. Not like from how much they're going to practice, but how much are they going to 
change things up um, because it's clear that the plan that they came into in the season, particularly offensively, just hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I do think there's some things to Liam Cohen. It's going to take any, I mean, he took a year off from calling plays. This is a different group. All right, it's going to take you a little bit of time to find a rhythm. You're trying new to. New quarterback. Right, new quarterback. You're going for more of a run to set up the pass, kind of the opposite. So, like, there's going to be some growing pains. But I think it's pretty clear that whatever the preseason plan was, it's not working. So, how how do you change it up to make it easier on pass catcher and quarterback? I think a yeah, lot you don't of like it, to be asking that question seven weeks into the season, but better get it figured out than never. Better late than never. And you can't you can't just do rub routes all day, like just picking one off of the other. I mean, that's there's there is a, a limit to some of that stuff, but I I think just the very basic that screen uh, you know bubble screens just like any quick little hey five yard out boom. Quick hitch, right? Like they're in a cover three, just throw it to Danky. Mm-hmm. Dude's backed up off him nine yards. Just let him catch and run some. Um, I think that can be part of it. Obviously, I think changing up the the amount of reads, the amount of complexity. I, I love what somebody was like, "Why? Wow, how come it feels like there's so many times where there's only two guys running routes? And it's like, man, they had to on Saturday because that offensive line fell apart. So it in the passing game, especially. Yeah, it 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 has it has gone awry, and I'm curious just at what how great of links are they willing to go versus how much of it is just like yelling and kicking and screaming like, damn it, guys, will you just do what you're supposed to do? Because I do think that that's that that's a big part of coaching, and guys haven't done what they're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, I, that's uh, that'd be nice in a perfect world. It's like bye week can kind of reset this stuff. It's really not too terribly far off. Georgia was better, and the the dam broke there. And then Missouri, probably about even talent wise, and that you just had a bad game, and you let you let Georgia beat you twice. Get a bye week, regroup, come back, beat Tennessee. Offense looks a little bit better. We can all exhale. That's the optimistic outlook. That's if things go great for UK. Uh, I just I, I think that simplicity is better than the alternative. On Devin Leary's throw to Ray Davis, the first touchdown pass, he just stared him down the entire time. Didn't matter. Worked. Touchdown pass. I do wonder if just between the offensive line and what you can and can't do with them and just where things are at, maybe you tell Devin Leary, like, hey, don't worry about looking people. Like, just simplify things. Like, don't worry about looking people off. One, you may not have enough time to do it to, like, just uh, – it's doing visual radio here where you like look the left side of the field, left side of the field, left side of the field, throw and right. then last minute throw right, trust my guy to be open. You may just not have time to do that stuff. You may And you may also just not have the – we thought that that may be something obtainable. You may also just not have the group to be able to do it. You may just not have the wide receivers we thought that you were going to have. Barry on Brown maybe just not as good as we thought he was going to be. So maybe – on that touchdown pass where he's just looking at Ray Davis the entire time, but guess what? The throw was literally right on the money. It was in a spot where only Davis could get it, nobody else, and it was a touchdown for Kentucky. Maybe you just have to simplify things and go back to that. Hey, don't try to look off receivers. But that being said, 
you know if you're going to be staring somebody down, that means a safety staring you down too. It means a cornerback may be staring you down as well. So maybe keep things more simple, but if you're going to do that, you also have to let Devin Leary and the offense know that, hey, maybe you, you can get pounced on a little bit more. We don't need to shoot ourselves in the foot. And as I'm saying all this out loud, it basically is just holding your hand to a Mark Stoops more conservative offense, which I don't necessarily think that that's, that is the, the actual, thing. like, no, I don't think that that's actually, like, the remedy. I don't think necessarily, I, I don't think it necessarily is a bad thing, but I also don't think it's your, like, snap your finger, that's going to get things back to normal. I think there's going to be some games where, you know what, you probably do need to keep it really simple. Don't shoot yourself in the foot, and let's just see if you can win this one 21 to 17. Something like that. You know, you're not going to have to put up a ton of points. They're just going to need to be versatile as a coaching staff. And then there's other games where it's like, all right, hey, the secondary is getting picked on a little bit. Offensively, we got to get after it. We got to take some chances because 21 points ain't going to win it. The defense is going to give up 24 or 27. We've got to get some points on the board. And maybe you're a little more aggressive those games. This staff has to show some versatility that we haven't seen up to this point this season. And it seems like the most concerning part to me is that like while we're talking this out, trying to figure this out as some radio goobers, I think the staff is also trying to figure this out, and I think they're talking it out. But this is as you know, millionaire coaching staffs. Yeah, it's like, like people who not not just you know. Yeah, like really know what they're getting a couple hundred bucks a month, just having some fun and, and being goofy. Like a couple we hundred thousand bucks a month. That's right. We realize that like something's wrong. We know what it looks like is wrong, and we've got a few different ideas of how to fix it. Does UK's coaching staff have a few ideas how to fix it? I'm sure they do. Are they good ideas? Scoots, hmm. do you have a good idea? I've got nothing. I, I, I don't know what the team can do at this point. Should I they did, run to bomb? I did mean to ask you this Monday or Tuesday, Scoots. It's a little bit later, but like it is sometimes fun to when everybody's freaking out, whether the good or the bad, Sometimes take a step back, get an outsider's perspective on it. You just as not a non-UK football fan, what do you think of the current state of UK football? I mean, I think that Missouri loss definitely was pretty embarrassing, especially the way it happened. I mean, you can't go up two touchdowns and then fall in a game like you did. I mean, by 17 points. So that was very concerning to me. I was hoping coming off the Georgia loss that it, Kentucky would be able to pop back and maybe put on a good performance, which they did for the first quarter, but unfortunately they weren't able to sustain that for the next three quarters. But looking ahead to the future, I mean, you've got some tough games left, so you really would have liked to get this Missouri game, get bowl eligible, because now, and I don't, I hate to say it, but I've kind of been influenced by John Spears in a way that he's been saying for a couple of weeks, like it's pretty plausible that Kentucky doesn't win another game. So that's concerning to me. I do think there's winnable games left on the schedule. Louisville, I think that game's still a toss-up with the way they played against Pittsburgh. You've got, of course, South Carolina, which could be a winnable game. At Ole Miss, I think, is a winnable game despite Kentucky not playing well. Or Mississippi State, despite Kentucky not playing well there. So there are winnable games and opportunities, but unfortunately it's it doesn't seem like it's going to be the season that we are all thinking it was going to be. And for me – that's all because of Devin Leary. I, I'm not a Devin Leary hater per se, but my gosh, that guy, with all the hype that he was getting in the transfer portal coming into Kentucky, you would have expected him to be just a slightly better than he has been thus far, and he's he's not been good. Uh, about 50% completion. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, maybe, they, maybe that. It's just not been good. 
we detail the drops, and rightfully so. There's a lot of drops. Wide receivers aren't helping that dude out. But maybe that is the long and short of it. It's just UK struggles this season. There's not any huge grand picture things you need to worry about in terms of the program. They just picked the wrong guy at quarterback. Yeah. And he's just not making the throws or winning games in the capacity that they thought he was going to be able to do. And again, don't want to put it all on Leary's shoulders because the drops, I'm sure, aren't helping. The offensive line, I think, has been a little bit better than I've thought at this point in the season, but but not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And in Georgia and in the Missouri games, he didn't have all day to throw in those games. And probably that's going to be a a look ahead, a little preview of how the rest of the season is going to go. Passing attack's not going to have a great deal of time to make things happen, but maybe that's the maybe that's the long and short of it, Scoots. Hey, Devin Lear, your quarterback's not that great, thus the team not that great. Well, I, I think there is something to be said for the drops because if those are all, even if half those drops were caught, what does that do for the confidence level of Leary, you know? And then he's maybe able to make those throws that he's overthrowing or throwing short or whatnot. So yeah, I think the drops definitely play into it. But yeah, I just at the end of the day, I just don't think Leary's very good. A lot of UK fans mm. would agree with you. And mm. the evidence that we've seen this season would suggest that that's probably an accurate take there, Scoot. Wow. One of my few. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. That's Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker. Get your text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502. 414-1450. We go 7 to 11, Monday through Friday. Go on and listen to us. We appreciate it. We're, 7 to 11. We go 7 to 11. <laughs> it's true. What's the lie? There, there's no lie. It just You may hear some repeats. A little takes. fabrication. At, in the second hour, we get a little repetitive, but <laughs> we're the only local four-hour morning sports radio show. John here. Some of those goobers, they only do three hours. We do four That's right. full hours. John here. Good morning, everyone. By gosh, what do we do now? I'm happy the football cats get a bye week. They need it. I feel like the wheels are starting to come off. Wow, you gave up a fake 39-yard touchdown. I don't fake punt, 39-yard touchdown. I do not want to overreact, but it might be appropriate at this point. Not a lot of guaranteed wins left on the schedule. At least we had the blue and white game coming up for the basketball cats. Well, got to go cat you later. Well, do we blame the cat you later for all this? Ooh, Since you've been doing the cat you later, UK's yeah. just been losing left and right, John. That's true. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and wonder what you're doing. Better cut it out before basketball season. I do. Um, he brought up guaranteed wins. Uh, that the whole back half of the schedule was always like, well, you can win every game, you can lose every game. You're going to be favored in about half of them. Uh, you're going to be an underdog twice, and it's going to be at home in those games, and there's going to be a couple more toss-ups. That's kind of, that was the the beauty and the pain of this back, the way the schedule shaped up is that you get ugly, but you got a shot in every game. Yeah, I think I think for at least the time being, we got to take the Alabama game off the table as a winnable game. I disagree. I don't know what you've seen this year to make you think UK can beat Alabama. Was it the 40-point loss to Georgia that made you think it, or blowing a 14-point lead to Missouri at home. It was the running for 280 yards, or 330 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're right, and maybe I mean, maybe we'll see enough later have you, have on you in the schedule. Have you watched Bama this year? I have. Yeah, like they're pretty much like Dalen Miller run around and throw it deep. Seems like a lot of the same talking points people were saying going into the Georgia game. That's exactly what I was sitting here yeah. thinking. I mean, it's still let's, Alabama. Let's pump the brakes still like a little ta- bit. More talent at every position than Kentucky. Yeah, they're going to be less of a favorite than Georgia. 
You're gonna, it's not going to be. Well, it was a home versus a road game. But yeah, exactly, you're at home. I'm just I'm taking that one off the winnable table all right, for now. Well, when Alabama wins, TJ can't, or no, when Kentucky beats Alabama, TJ, you can't rush the field. I don't not allowed that, on. That That's fine. Um, but that, And hopefully we'll see more against Tennessee in coming weeks that you make you feel better about that game. But for right now, I think we need to be realistic. Like We've got to probably take that one off the win table for now. Hope to be wrong, though. Be sweet. Good morning, TJ. Hope you and your family had a great weekend. Anyways, I'm done with Stoops. <laughs> I'm just tired of the same mistakes as teams make after 11 years, never prepared for big games. One loss turns into several. Not good after bye weeks, and the list goes on. I don't think he's the coach to take us to the next level. I'm grateful what he's done, but it's time to expect more. He makes $9 million a year. Give me Cohen as head coach and an aggressive defensive coordinator. Anyways, what's your thoughts? Have a great day. Suck it, Roush. And ha, 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 UofL fans. You all suck, too. So suck it, UofL. So the way the offense is playing makes you want to hire Liam Cohen as head coach? That doesn't make any sense. I love uh, all of the, like, we got to take it to the next level. And a lot of people have just, it's like, well, what is the next level? Well, the next level is competing for conference championships, which means competing for national championships. Right, that's a big next level. It's a ginormous next level. It's an enormous next level. It's like basically just being like, all right, basketball, and I'm not saying Kentucky basketball. Let's just pick like Mm -hmm. Cincinnati basketball. It's like, all right, hey, oh, cool. We made the tournament. Oh, we won a tournament game. Cut down the damn nets next year. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like It's like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like We enjoy having March Madness, but you're telling us next year that we need to cut down the nets? We'll try. Like we'll do our best, but that's gonna be it's gonna be tough to do. Hey, maybe learn how to figure out how to pass the football. Um, I was, I didn't realize how bad it was until, uh, uh, like it charted every single person who's done this. Kentucky has not had a three thousand yard passer since Mike Hartline in twenty ten. There have been thirty five in the SEC since then, and one at every other SEC school. Mm-hmm. Even Vanderbilt, Kyle Shermer had a three thousand yard passing. Game. It's not good, Kentucky. Has to figure out how to pass the ball. And you know what? At least I, I was just like, eh, no, we don't have to figure out how to pass the ball. Or have one of the best offensive lines in the country and then just run the ball effectively. Like, you don't have to pass the ball, but if you're not, but if not, then have the best offensive line. But big picture, you kind of like, yes, like you're right. Stoops is doing the right thing. Maybe, maybe just these growing pains are just a lot more painful than we thought they would be. Does Leary even have 1,500 yards? Uh, This year? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably pretty close. I mean, you you can look it up. It's pretty easy to do that. Uh, I was hoping you were the football expert and you would just know. I, mean, I, I, d- I know the 50% completion thing. Like, that's bad. Um, and he probably does. Um, it's loading right now. 1,300 yards. No. <laughs> he does not. Mm-mm-mm. He does not. Um, the texture so, yeah, says UK bad. had more penalty yards than passing yards. Yep. Um, another one says, I don't think he's smart enough. Not sure who that's referring to. <laughs> All of us. Let's take our daily double end of hour one break. We'll do a lot of text in hour two. We'll get to more silliness and goofiness. That's almost a guaranteed on your Wacky Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this.
over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. A lot to get to in hour number two. Tons of text that uh, Roush hopefully will do our best and finish it up. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, right. It would also be nice to step in and enjoy some salsaritas for once. So. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you enjoyed a Taco Tuesday, but if not, you can get out there for a... Delicious, wildly addictive chip Wednesday. Oh, man. The chips there, so good. Nice, white, crispy. Had the seasoning stuff on it that just makes it oh so good. Wash it down with a blue Powerade from Mr. Blue Powerade's house. Whether you like tacos, burritos, nachos, whatever it may be. Salsaritas, it's simply the best. Think about them for your next catering event. Simply the best. Download the app before you go, and you'll get some Salsaritas bucks, too. Two locations, one in St. Matthews, one in Middletown. Salsaritas, the best of the best. Two locations in Louisville. Don't forget them. A drive-through in Middletown is always convenient. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Scoots, a lot of people love the Catch-a-Scoots sweepstakes at their local Thornton's. <laughs> so I just need you to... See if you uh, could find me. You just need Thornton's to match whatever you're getting paid at the hotel, and boom, that'll just be your job. You'll just hang out at Thornton's. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah. I would love nothing more. I did like your idea that you may just move to a Mexican-speaking city and just live out your life. Yeah. Mexican-speaking country. Not city. Country. What if it's, why not a city? Oh, because when you say city, you it kind of implies that I'm going to stay in America, which I'm not. There's, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Colombia, here I come. It's Mexican speaking. <laughs> Spanish speaking. Hispan- uh, Hispanic place. There you go. Scoots, there's a couple of things I need to bring up with you. Okay. One, you said you never hit a home run before? No. I mean, other than with IU girl. So. hey <laughs> Although Trevor was always really quick to be like, he didn't even hook up. <laughs> okay. Kyle Schwarber isn't the biggest guy, but he mashes taters. This dude has... He's fat. He gets his weight behind it all. Yeah, but you had lower center body gravity. Yeah, but I was never compact. I was never big. I don't know. I, it probably was my mechanics. Are you saying Scoots should have hit home runs as a kid because Kyle Schwarber can do it now? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Watching Kyle Schwarber hit home runs is fun, though. They, he's hitting a lot of them. He hits some moonshots. The Phillies are just team of destiny kind of vibe. I wanted to talk more about Scoots retiring to a, a Hispanic community. Let's do it. I, well, out of the country though, he wants that to be clear. Very much out of. Do we, do we have a preference on which country? Um, so I was telling Mike yesterday, the dream was always Mexico, and I was going to go work on like a sweet resort, like I don't know, Cancun yeah, or Playa del Carmen, something like that. But then a couple weeks ago at the hotel, or maybe it was actually this weekend, I got we had this Colombian woman. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he like fell in love just by looking fell in at love. Colombia. Literally fell in love. Oh, Colombia has beautiful women. So, yeah, now nah, I, th- I think Colombia is now the spot. So, I mean, don't most countries have attractive women? Yeah, I'm surprised if attractive women was the criteria you ended up at IU. I mean, I've, that's why I ended up at IU. Are you oh. kidding me? Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> this is the guy who doesn't date. No, no. I he's got some attractive women. And I think Scoot's found one of the, like the four. <laughs> I found her before IU. That's true. For what, what it's worth. What was the saying of deja vu? Hundreds of beautiful women and one one ugly one or something like that. I don't that's I didn't go. <laughs> it was on the marquee forever. Yeah, I bet. On the marquee and I thought it was three. Well, TJ, he, he you couldn't get him out of Winnytown to, to come to the South End. I thought it was that's three true. ugly ones. That's true. Is that what it was? For Fifty beautiful ones and three ugly. Yeah, ones. that sounds right. Yeah. See? I think that's a great idea, Scoot. I mean, I don't want you to leave us. I mean, that's in sixteen years, so but like I think you would just kill it as like a bartender at a resort. Oh yeah. Where he can like talk a little Spanish but also speak English. No, talk a lot of Spanish. And then you just be like everybody's I mean, best friends for five days, and they'd leave and never see you again. But yep. then you just get a new best friend. My mom actually has somebody like that. Um, they go to the Dominican Republic a lot, and the last time they were there, she met this guy who kept calling, or she kept calling her son because he was like younger than me, and but he was like super attentive to them. And so now I think they're Facebook friends now. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I just also can imagine. Uh, I know you all don't see Scoots as regularly as we do, but how bronze Scoots would get. Oh, because man. After one day of him just boozing at the lake, he comes back just brown. Uh, you would be... the one. I remember the one time I went to Mexico was in high school. It was during spring break, and I came back to baseball practice, and one of the kids was like, Coach, who's the new kid we got on our team? Because I was so dark at that point. I mean, the, you wouldn't even... People wouldn't confuse you for a gringo. No. <laughs> I mean. Everybody's got a bit, a terrible sunburn story. Or should at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've like, I've you know, I've been on a cruise and forgot to put sunscreen on and woke up, had like boils, you know. Ooh. I don't think I have one that bad. Yeah, me neither. You yeah. don't have like a terrible one? I mean, maybe like the, like one time my feet got real bad, but, you Ooh, know. I've seen some bad burnt feet before, too. Now, I have a friend who like. We he didn't want to do anything on our like spring break trip because he got so sunburned he didn't want to move. Um, but I mean, may, I mean, I've had my son my head a little toasty before, but nothing too bad. Nothing you can't overcome. Well, Scoots, I'd visit you if you go somewhere. Thanks, I'd invite you. But you wouldn't go to you wouldn't go to like uh, Portugal. Portugal's on the table. Why not? Ooh, they don't speak Spanish. Uh, they speak they speak Portuguese, but it's similar to Spanish. I feel like I could pick it up in due time. I mean, but it no, is, that, that would like that you're you've said that your Spanish has gotten a lot better. Oh, it's they're phenomenal. Pretty, they're, I mean, they're like, I'm sure that people can understand Spanish and Portuguese and vice versa, but they're very different languages. Yeah, what it's worth for yeah. sure. Uh, but so your your Spanish is back where it needs to be, though. I, I think so. Yeah. So. People at the hotel all the time, the employees there, they tell me, like, I, I don't speak perfect Spanish, but my thing is, is all I need for them to know is what I'm trying to say, yeah. you know? You're speaking- uh, So, I'm not going to say it perfectly the way they white, would. White Spanish. Exactly. It's, um, I, I was watching, there's a new, uh, I really want to see this movie, but uh, the, the, the Scorsese movie with Leo, it's coming out. Where they're going to a Native American reservation, the Osage people, they get oil rich. The white guys come in, they marry into families, and then like basically just start killing them for their money. Um, that's that's the general synopsis. But for this movie, they all had to learn how to speak Osage. And the actress who's the main protagonist, she was like, she is from like the Lakota. 
Dakota-ish tribe. Like, it was more like a Plains people. They speak a different language than Osage. She's like, yeah, it was really difficult. But he was like, yeah, it's tough. She's like, yeah, and you got to speak the white version of it, you know? <laughs> like, we're, you yeah. want him to kind of be clumsy about it. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. It, it looks, comes out October 20th. It looks really good. I, I'm, I'm short, worried about it being three and a half hours long. Yeah, just a short three-hour, 26-minute movie. Yeah. Um, but that that sounds like a, a, a date night at the Roush House in the near future. Oh, romantic movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, I didn't know that movie was coming out, but now that you mention it, now it does kind of sound familiar and uh, cool. That's I'm exciting. fascinated by the uh, like the guy who it's based off a book, and the guy who wrote the book was on 60 Minutes, and I'm just fascinated by this guy ever since seeing the 60 Minutes profile. Brandon Gunn, I think, is his name. Like he just does, he's like a thorough researcher who just pulls up these wild stories from a couple hundred years ago, uh, and the one that hasn't been made into a movie yet was about. A, mute, a shipwreck and a mutiny and, like, all this other crazy stuff, and yet some of the people survived. Hmm. So, you know. And it was just kind of an unknown story until recently. So, shout out to that guy for just being a nerdy researcher and, like, going crazy over this stuff. I but can't, did can't you, imagine. Did you see the other drama going on in the planes? Oh, what drama? Big 12 drama. Oh, we've got Big 12 drama? I would love Big 12 drama. Scoots, the Big 12 and the new members... They're not happy with the new development that was released yesterday. Well, not all of them are happy. Is it Gonzaga? They don't want the Zags? No, no. It's not about additions or new members or anything like that. It's they where have... they're going to put their basketball tournament. St. Louis? And it looks like they're going to agree to Kansas City through 2031, and a lot of people aren't happy about it. Why? A lot of people aren't happy about it. Um, Utah fans, they Utah fans and places out west, Arizona, those schools, they wanted Vegas. They don't understand why you wouldn't do Vegas for the Big 12. Now that the Pac-12's out of there, they could run Vegas that whole week. Vegas, a much more intriguing destination for fans from all over the country than Kansas City. But you're getting the core Big 12 members saying, "Hey, folks, we've done this before. We know how to run a bit. We know how to run a basketball tournament." This is where we do it. It's going to be Kansas City. So you're getting the new folks coming in saying, eh, we're not crazy about Kansas City. Seems like kind of a boring place. And you got the old folks saying, well, you know, this is where we do it, though. It gives our our charter members a benefit. It's close to a lot of those places, and this is where we're going to do it. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, it's created cr- quite the controversy in the Big 12. A lot of folks are worked up about this. In what world should the new schools be able to pick the location, you know? Like you all gotta, you gotta earn your right to be in this conference first, and then once you do that and show that you're an established program within the conference, then you have some say on where the conference tournament is. But until then, you're going where we say because we've been in the Big Twelve. I understand. Like I wouldn't just oh we got new people so we're gonna uplift it always and go somewhere different new mm-hmm. permanently. But I'm surprised they are just walking it in for the next eight years without doing the sprinkling thing that the SEC did where. Like, all right, we'll do one year in St. Louis. We'll do one year. Like, let's let's throw these new teams a bone. Because I I thought that's what you were going to allude to, that they were going to maybe... No bones being thrown. No bones being thrown at all. I I think I agree with the sentiment of both of you all that, like, I, hey, we do it in Kansas City. This is where we're doing it. But to go all the way through 2031, it's a long time. It's a lot of seasons. Uh, to to be playing and to lock it into that place. I, I you know if they were like, hey, 
we've got other pre-existing stuff. We're locked into Kansas City through 2027. And then after that, we'll reevaluate. We'll mix it around every so often. But we're still going to have a footprint in Kansas City. That would be understandable. But, yeah, to just go ahead and be like, I mean, and that is the thing. You want people at these conference tournaments. And it's it's a double-edged sword if you're the Big 12. You put it in Kansas City, you're guaranteeing Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma State fans, they're going to be there. But, I mean, most importantly, Kansas fans. Like, assuming Kansas is good, it's like UK and Nashville, you know that that place is going to be full. Yeah. Like, bada-boom, bada-bing, it's a safe option there. That you know Kansas fans are always going to flood Kansas City. That's a feather in your cap that you know. That being said, probably about every other Big 12 school, they would rather go to yeah. Vegas. Yeah, It's a more fun destination. You get more college students that want to go. You get more adults that want to go. Yeah. And they should have mixed it. They should have mixed travel. it up. Yeah. yeah. Utah doesn't have a complaint here, though, because they're – People aren't going to go either. They either they actually were one of the ones leading the charge about it not being in Vegas. Like their fans are going to travel. They'll go. They're not all of them are Mormons. For a 12 and 20 team. I'd go all see Utah and Vegas. That was the worst. That that that's yeah. that might be the angriest I've ever been at John Calipari. Actually, uh, just the entire it, that 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 I I was losing my mind having a meltdown at like 2 a.m. You did this on signing day? Made us stay up late to watch this? Yeah, but if you're like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, are you really getting pumped up about going to Kansas City? If you're Cincinnati, you're West Virginia, have you ever been pumped up about going to Kansas City? Even though it's closer, any of those fan bases would much rather be on a plane. You know, I went to Kansas City for the draft. I mean, it was fine, but it's not like there was this whole... I think Kansas City's an underrated town, but like between Vegas and Kansas City... See, and that's like even like families are going to be like, yeah, more to do and more to do in Vegas for let's a sprinkle it in, mix it up. So I, I right. that's why, I, as you see, needs to go back to New Orleans, sprinkle it in. Well, then this is what I had written down to bring this conversation all back is that like you're going to get. I mean, now it, there isn't always going to be like a common sense no doy location for any conference tournament. Like Scoots, what's the Big Ten going to do? Are UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington, like, hey, every single March, you guys are hosed. Like, get your butts over to Chicago. That's the furthest or, west we're going to do Indy. for you. I mean, Big Ten's got to play in, like, North west. Dakota, right? South Dakota? Wouldn't that be the halfway point? Maybe even yeah, Montana? I don't think you need to find a halfway point, but do, does the Big Ten ever throw those schools a bone and say, you know what, this year we're doing it in San Francisco? I could see. It's middle for the North. Pac-12 schools, it's middle for the South Pac-12 schools, and everybody everybody from the East is going to be coming over to us. I could see like an L.A. or San Diego in the future. Maybe even Vegas, too, for what it's worth. If I was the Big 12, I'd never do that. I'd be like, yeah, it just sucks for your four schools. Sorry. Yeah, you're coming to Indy. Like, you know what? Our track events will be at Oregon. I mean, There you go. go. There's our bone to to you all. We'll throw track to Oregon. Going to the Barclays Center that one year, Scoots, was the worst thing that the conference ever did. Yeah, I agree. That was so the Big stupid. Ten going to Brooklyn. Yeah. But we got to get the New York market. Ridiculous. Excuse, I've got a question for you. Okay. Now that we're talking about Washington. Where's the SEC going to go? Big Ten and the SEC. Uh, how do you cry soft sobs and sleep when you see Michael Penix is the leading candidate to win the Heisman? He's coached by Kalen DeBoer, and you had both of them 
No, I mean in, that's just in Bloomington. That's just how it goes at Indiana. I mean, I DeBoer, the divorce, the divorce situation bothers me a little bit more just because he was an OC, but he left for a head coaching job, and so I'm happy to see it for him. And then on the other side with Penix, no, there is no ill will at all. I love that kid so dang much, and unfortunate that injuries derailed his career at Indiana. And I've loved to see him pop back the way he has and really play well out at Washington. So, no, I'm, there's nothing but happiness for Michael Penix. So, should Indiana have fired Tom Allen to keep Kalen DeBoer? Uh, with the buyout that Tom Allen had at the time, absolutely not. Who Was it Fred Glass that gave him that contract? Yes. It's the most ludicrous contract ever. He won, he won a bunch of games during a COVID season. They're like, king of college football, you're never leaving Tom Allen. And he was never going to leave anyway, Scoot. It's like the it's like the equivalent of Mitch Barnhart deciding I'm going to retire after this year, and then let's say Kentucky doesn't win another game, and he's like, okay, Stoops, here's your eight year extension for sixty two million. See ya, have fun, Kentucky. Good luck. Well, that's just a I mean, normal that's, April. That's basically what happened at Indiana. I mean, that was Fred Glass's like one of the last things he did was give Tom Allen that extension. If Tom Allen was ever going to get poached by another school, they'd take one look at his little singing the fight song video in the locker room and be like, we can't hire this creep. I love that. You kidding me? I love that. Do you like it when they whisper and then they go loud? Or do yeah. you like No, it, I just like the whole thing. You want it to be loud the entire time. I like the whole thing. You like I, the snapping? I like the snapping, yeah. Did you like the player that looked like he just wanted to end everything right then and there because it was the corniest thing in the world? Well, Did you like that part? Well, he can suck it. He just hadn't been used to singing the song because we haven't won very much. He, he didn't know the words. It wasn't like he didn't want to be there. He just didn't know the words yet. I thought you sang after win or loss. No, it's only after wins, after which is why I like those videos so much because I never get to see them. Okay. SEC Mike says one texter on the Thornton sex line said he's hearing rumors, stoops coaching elsewhere next season. Any truth to these rumors, Nick or TJ? Love the show. I listen to the podcast every day. Scoots is the best producer. Come on. Come on. Yeah, he really is the best producer. I didn't see SEC Mike allude to that, Roush. Did you? I did not. No. I didn't either. I don't think Stoops is leaving, but where's he going? If he does. Cats have plenty of money to throw around. Programs in a better spot. You know, we'll we'll be okay, I think, or at least have the platform to be okay if that were to happen. But I wouldn't bank on it. I think UK is pretty. You know, unless UK does take that next level that we've talked about so much today, if UK takes that next level and does play in college football playoffs and competes for a national championship. Then maybe Soups will go. Otherwise, I think Cats have him, and uh, he'll be in Lexington. You just got to know here, SEC Mike, any Ooh, take a tread, shot. tread carefully. Like I, I Take lo- a shot at him. I enjoy, no, I, I love SEC Mike. His take, his content. Tell him he's like, stupid. It's so much fun. Like Feinbaum has him on just to like say things that like are so wild that you don't. I mean, you know, he was the one that was like Mark Stoops, see coaching great. Like he says all the stuff that's really good at getting reaction. You just have to take what he says with a grain of salt. Like, enjoy it as entertainment. It's like Stephen A. Smith. Am I watching Stephen A. Smith for his, like, analysis and information? No. I'm enjoying him because he's entertaining. Like, that, that's what SEC Mike is. He, him and Cousin Shane are great entertainment, and Cousin Shane just keeps losing bets, man. I mean, it is wild, the amount of stupid bets that he keeps losing. It's like every week I'm going to put my dumb foot in my mouth, and then every week they lose. Maybe we- he should be second Cousin Shane. The I, I guess the good thing is is we have a we just make a bet with each other at SEC Media Days just a, a bourbon bet over the Kentucky Tennessee game. 
he keeps losing these bets this year. We need to keep that trend going. Need, need oh, him to gosh, lose next So that's week. gonna be the one bet he wins is bourbon bet from round. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. Right now, that's the only that's the only bet I think he's ever won. I hope he was you... on the Cats last week, and he was like, "For every point they lose, I'll drink a beer for our next live show." So yeah, I guess he's got to drink seventeen beers during a how much? I think it was about thirty-eight to twenty-one. Seventeen beers. Seventeen beers. Yeah. By the way, I was right. looking up what the cheapest bourbon is because that's probably what SEC Mike would, would would gets when UK loses to Tennessee. Uh, ancient I, Age Kentucky only seven dollars. I've had Ancient Age. Um, that's the least surprising thing <laughs> that we've ever. We didn't plan that, Scoots. This this is real radio it's, right here. It's not as near as bad. As, I've got it on tap. Not as near as bad as uh, Kentucky Tavern and Kentucky Gentlemen are the worst. KG. Yeah, mm. that that's the worst of the worst. But um, I think I think I got him some bullet or something. I don't remember what it was. Um, but um, yeah, let's um, I don't know. Redirect back to the Thornton sex life. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. I guess that's what got us on that. See, Mike, what's that? Seems to me the team lacks any real vocal leaders in the locker room. Any coach-led team can only go so far. The players have to step up and answer the bell. Yep. Um, could be right, Texter, but like, how do you how do you know that there's not any real vocal leaders in the locker room? No, I, I'm with him, but there is a sort of like you need your best players to be your most vocal leaders. But like, you're not. Leary isn't the kind of like ring your bell kind of leader, like who's in a hoot and holler and scream. Mm-hmm. Like he's different than Will Levis. The receivers that need to have some maturity and some leadership about him, like they're. They're second-year players who are swimming right now. Like they, they're the ones who need an older guy to kind of like point them in the right direction. Well, I mean, like, what, what the hell is Ray Davis and Tavion Robinson doing? Those guys have been around enough locker rooms, enough teams. I mean, but Tavion quit on his quit last year. That's he can't true. be a leader. <laughs> like true. he can't be a leader. Ray Davis can't. Ray, Ray is really the only one. Like, because because part of being a leader is you have to be playing well to tell other people to start playing well. And Kenneth Horsey just got back. Eli Cox, he played horrifically oh on Saturday night. It was one of his worst games as a Wildcat. So, like, I don't know. It, it's just it's it's hard right now. Um, but hopefully, they've they've been able to take a step back to be able to take a step forward, come together as one, unite all that fun stuff. But they they got to have some, uh, like that that is the main point though. Is like the coaches can only do so much. Eventually, the players on the field, they got to be able to handle. I woke up this morning. My wife had turned. Oh, we read the heat one. Yep. Plenty of blame to share, but the game was lost on the fake punt. Gave hope to Missouri and killed morale. It was predictable. I don't think like the the one on one fade was predictable necessarily. Maybe it should have been. Maybe it shouldn't have, not have been. But especially in those conditions. But uh, no, you're right about it. That was that was the game right there. Shouldn't have been, but it was. Everything changed right there on that punt. Fake punt. Touchdown. Missouri. Right in my corner of the end zone, too, which made it even all that more painful. Ooh, this goes back to our Monday conversation. Love when this happens. If somebody wants to play pickleball, I get it, but I can't imagine wanting to watch it. That's more of where I'm at, TJ. Like, I, I bet it would be fun, but I can't. Like, I a, watch a, it. I enjoy watching it, but I think maybe you have to play to, like, get an appreciation to watch. Like, I bet that texter hasn't even played it. You haven't played it. Right. Like, if you play it, not that I think that you're going to, like, Pickleball's on? Record it. Record it. We got to watch it. I don't think it's going to be your – like, I think it'd be similar to golf where it's like, oh, I'll watch it for a second. Oh, that's a pretty sick play. 
The only thing about pickleball and sports similar to pickleball, tennis included, is that like once you watch 20, 30 minutes of it, you feel like you're just watching a replay. Like, yes, the plays are different, the shots are different, the finishes are different, but they're all so similar that you feel like you've already seen it to a certain degree. But pickleball, confirmed fun. Anybody in Louisville ever wants to play, let me know. Deion Walker gets held almost every play, and they refuse to call it. Man, it's, there's so many bad ones. so I was bad. losing my mind on a couple of them. So bad. Another texter says, Tennessee will destroy this Kentucky team, it seems. I hope I'm wrong. I also don't have much confidence. Like, again, if Missouri can come in and do the things that they did, why couldn't Tennessee? Yeah, but also, like, Tennessee – I think the point I was trying to make about Alabama earlier, TJ, is that, like, none of these teams, I think, are significantly better than what we just saw in Missouri. Like, they're – the SEC is a bunch of Missouri. Florida's like that, right? Like, I think all of the teams are kind of close to the same. But to the point that – um, I think it was you that made it yesterday. It was like Missouri didn't do anything special. They just said, hey, Kentucky, go get in your own way. and just You lose the game for yourself. We're just going to be plain Jane. And we'll play our game and take advantage of all of your mistakes. Like if Kentucky gets out of its own dumb, stupid way, then yeah, they can beat all these teams. Because like Tennessee, the Joe Milton experience has been everything that we thought it would be. Just less interceptions because they're – Josh Heupel's like, please don't throw it long. Like, just keep, if you're going to miss, miss into the ground. I agree with everything you said, except I don't think UK can beat Alabama. I don't think we've seen enough to think that that can happen. But I agree with everything else. And Tennessee included, I just, they got to be a lot better than they were against Missouri. They have to be. Or else they won't win it. Um, I tried to go back to and find some stats. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe, what if they always lose? the game after they lose to Alabama. That's not the case. No. Because a lot of times they would play Kentucky or South Carolina. Teams that Tennessee's beat pretty regularly. Over this is a big week for – or Tennessee game's another big game for, like, the Stoops by record stat. You shouldn't have two weeks to prepare for opponent and just look, like, lost. Like, get smoked. And far too often, not only does UK lose the game after bye week, they usually get blown out. You, like, did you go really through bad... the, the old one? No, but it's just off the top of my head. I really it, it is mostly because we go to you, – you would see trips to Kentucky going to Starkville and then just lose them by 100. Yeah. And like the, so I, it's it's actually not – it's that in Tennessee. Like there's been four of the seven times he's lost. It was those teams. And a couple of them, though, just not close. And it's like, well, then what, do you, what the hell? Like, yeah. you, you know, you should know this team inside out if you get two weeks to prepare for them. But that's not all the way the game of football goes. We need to take our last break, Scoots. Can you take us out? I'm got you. All right, we're going to do that. Come back. We'll read more text on the Thornton's text line. Wacky Wednesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Caleb. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. Hopefully that's working this morning, 1450 AM. That, that's all reliable. 
And then, of course, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can get great polarized sunglasses really at only one place, and that's ShadyRays.com. And they have more than just polarized sunglasses. It's going to be skiing and snowboarding season. Before you know it, check out Shady Ray Snow Goggles. The ones I had last year were the best on the mountain. And they also have UV shirts, which are amazing. And they've got uh, prescription glasses. And they've got the little Blu-ray light glasses, things that uh, are really cool as well that I've enjoyed when I wear them at the office. Check them all out. Save a lot of money when you use promo code BIGX at checkout. Go to ShadyRays.com or one of their two physical locations. Oxmore Mall, the shops at the Bluegrass Paddock shops, and <laughs> right there off 64. ShadyRays.com. Outlet shops of the Bluegrass. Outlet shops of the Bluegrass. <laughs> Save 40% with the promo code BIGX at checkout. All right. Any other fun things? I have a couple things written down, but I I would I would figure go to the text line. But if you all have anything, feel free. I'm good. Okay. Scoots, you don't have anything? Nothing. Nothing. Nada. That's not being very prepared, Scoots. I am. I mean, if you all think I'm prepared, then you got another thing All right, coming. Scoots, rattle off the opening night college basketball matchups for us. All right, we've got North Carolina playing Presbyterian at 730. Then we will get over to, yeah, I'm not doing that. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, oh, no, i got to get back to where we were. That's a strange well, text. It's, um, <laughs> I don't know if Leary stinks, but it's very obvious he's not jilted with receivers or Liam. I think something major has to adjust on offense, or we're just going to get the rest of the year and go 6-6. Six and six. That would suck. Um, I saw some Birmingham Bowl projections. Yeah. Not, that Tennessee game is going to tell us all all we need to know. Like, is there even a possibility at a cool bowl on the table, or is it just going to be at best crap bowl city or a bowl even if that? Yeah, that's at a big least one. if it, if you go to crap bowl city in Birmingham, I would be like, ooh, well it's before Christmas, but you can so. go to the train museum. Uh, yeah, my sisters live there, so it'd be fun to go see them, see the nephews. Well, baby's getting a little older. Be cool. But not like for most people. Nothing cool for the UK football program as a whole, but that would be convenient for Roush. Yeah, it'd be very. Co- it would just be convenient for me. That's the only silver lining of going to Birmingham. Which, speaking of Birmingham, that's where Kentucky is today for the SEC Basketball Media Day, an event that everybody looks forward to I've every year. I've covered that before. Yeah, that was where you. It's fun. To- they like they really treat you well down there because they just don't get a lot of media. Members. So like the ones they get, they really do kind of wine and dine you. So what was it'd be the, fun um, if like we did roll call down there for SEC media days. We would be the only radio show. There. We'd probably get like every other coach and player we wanted, except for the UK contingent. <laughs> Seriously, which in the case they'd You're be like, exactly well, right. write us an email. We'll see if we can get you on. Um, what what was your you had a inter- we, what was we, your interesting interaction when you went with KSR? It was with like some random player, wasn't it? Were you like? Or it was a coach. You asked the Ole Miss guy if he talked to Cal. Yeah, that that wasn't that big of a deal. But I I was just like, you know, welcome. You're new to the league. He was talking about how like how a warm welcome he had received, and I was like, it's Cal called you. You know, do you all have a history together? I know. I think that I looked up that they'd played each other when he was at Middle Tennessee and Memphis. He's like, yeah, we played each other a couple times, but we wanted to get that series go. Like he basically alluded to like we wanted to get that series scheduled more, but like. We could. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I don't want to. And then, and then I was like, okay. And I followed up, and I was like, has, has he reached out to you since you took in the job? He's like, no, no, I haven't heard from him. I was like, oh, okay, uh, that's awkward. awkward. Now he's gone. No more Kermit at Ole Miss. Yeah, we people forget that. that. We've Chris, got Chris Beard. Ole I'm, Miss gonna I'm, turn into a player before you know it. 
that's what I'm more excited about is like, ooh, here's a day to remind me of who coaches in the SEC now because I still can't remember the guy at South Carolina's name. <laughs> Lamont Turner. I was going to say Lamont Paris. Lamont Paris. Is that it? That may be it. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bad with the new places, new faces. But Chris Beard, Ole Miss. People forget that. Let's just not lose to Jerry Stackhouse in basketball anymore. How about that? Jerry Stackhouse. He, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty convinced in my mind that he would be a good coach if he only, if he didn't have to do any of the roster building. His problem is, is he just can't get players and he runs them off too because he has burner accounts. Have you seen the Jerry Stackhouse burner account? No, but I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, like, he's like tweeted from his initial account like dumb things before. Yeah, yeah. He's just real. So I could totally, I guarantee somebody at Vandy was just like, hey, you can't do this from your own account. Just make another account then. Yeah. And he probably, so he, did he get got? Um, I don't think he's gotten got like publicly, but I think it's a well-known, like not so quiet secret. Um, at least in Nashville. Because he's big on player bashing, very petty and spiteful. On like, well, if these guys just did what they were supposed to, then they wouldn't be so problem. Which speaking of Shane Beamer, Shane Shane Beamer. Um, in case you missed it, his team blew a ten point fourth quarter lead at home. I know it's a real shame. South Carolina lost to Florida after the game. He was mad. He went to the podium. They asked what went wrong defensively. He's like, well, we were running pressures, but we were run- we we quit running them. We just would stop halfway. We wouldn't bring it all the way, and then they get the first down. So after throwing his players under the bus, he got mad. He kicked something, and he admitted yesterday that he broke his foot while kicking something in an angry tirade after the game. What a dweeb. But Scoot- I bet he really showed that something who's boss. What do we think that something was, Scooter? Um, Man, I was going to try to come up with something clever. I've got nothing. I have no idea. I would like to think that it was some weight room equipment that was obviously going to hurt his foot. Trash can? As a dumb youngster, I've punched a wall before. So dumb, folks. Never do it. Don't. Like, if you're that frustrated, deep deep breaths are much better than any, like, okay. physical. See, I disagree with you. Fun to do once. No. At least. It's not fun. I was a bit kicking drywall. Like, just drywall, it's easy to fix. You know, like, it's not, it's not the end of the world. And you feel, like, big and strong because you can punch a hole in a wall. But it is just drywall. So, drywall can't break your foot. But, may, like, what if he kicked, like, a, a, probably like a locker or something, right? You think, like, oh, this is what metal. This I don't know. Do. I don't care. He's a loser. Why, you know. Maybe as a player. Oh. It's like our Urban Meyer. He's <laughs> kicking his uh, kicker. kicker. Yeah. Uh, NFL kicker. I just Going love- around practice at an NFL practice, and he just kept bullying and kicking this kicker. I love Remember that there's that. a narrative out there that Shane Beamer's too emotional. So what does he do? He just feeds into it. If you were watching that game on Saturday, you saw him like pumping up the crowd when we were, they were up ten, and then you saw them fall apart. I that guy is such a dork, such a loser. Well, let's not lose to him again. Yeah. Same with Eli Drinkwitz, you know. Please don't, because uh, this is they're two and four. They got to go to Missouri this weekend. Another sold out game. They're losing that one. Yeah. Kind of like the over in that game. And, I'm not. I'm gonna sit. I'm, I'll text you my picks Friday morning. I think that might be one of them. Yeah, people six. forget this is Roush's last show. He's got about yeah. 10, 15 minutes left. I'll Ooh, be in the, um, the Windy City, our nation's capital, this time tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. And you only get one day that you're gonna be able to go do stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just we'll hang around the mall. I think it's gonna be our move. 
I would do something fun. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to be um, my wife. She's in a building all day. So she's like, I kind of just want to be outside. So she wants she wants to be, it's going to be 70. So oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So where they have paddle boats on the tidal basin. So, you know, that could be cool. Mm. But do I really want to get on the paddle boat? You probably don't want to get on the paddle boat. Yeah. Probably just end up doing a lot of walking. There's a lot to see, a lot to walk and check out. You guys are going to have a blast. Yeah. Have a lot of fun. Uh, weekend getaway. Weekend getaway. Over 60 for that South Carolina-Missouri game, yeah. by the way. Which I think playing in the 30s, that would make sense in that game. Not a lot of defense there. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, do you think speeding up the offense would help, or would we have the same issues? I don't. I think it'd be quicker to punt sometimes. Now, I think it would help to, which they've done before, but then they have like a penalty or something. Every once in a while when they, all right, first down, all right, let's hustle to the line and get another quick pass off. And then second down, we run it and get another, fr- like, the it's time and place, but you can't just go fast all the time. It, it's the same dumb, like, basketball narratives you get from just, like, it turns into a talking point because people aren't, like, loving the results, so they just have to figure out something that they can, like, complain mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And that's just something they can complain about that can't be, that can't be disproven. Yes, yeah. Like, it's like where it's like they're always going to be right. Well, play fast because everybody knows the answer to UK's offensive issues aren't playing slower. It's not like you need to slow things down even more. Right. Maybe you do need to run the ball more. And You know, maybe the, the, there's, I think, some folks that would think that that could fix some of UK's issues. Yep. But, like, it's just such a easy thing to latch on to. Well, if they played faster, things would be better. Why? Because it's a buzzword and faster is good. But some of the stats of being like last and, and that stuff should change. You, you never want to be last. Yeah, but the, so the reason why you're last, like it's it's hard to run plays if you're going three and out. Kentucky, very bad on third down. They're very bad at converting third downs because they're very bad at passing. I mean, it was third and four, false start turns into third and nine. You still get a wide open freshman, and then he drops it down the field. And then on a good throw. And then to add insult to injury, they're losing seventy yards uh game in penalties. So yeah. A texter says, Can you imagine missing your family beach trip? I know Roush and Scoots would never do such a thing. My family is at in Florida right now. Uh Johnny and family, I'll I'll catch the next Florida trip. There's like two a year, it seems like. You all go in the same place for vacation. We just couldn't make this one. I I would rather be on vacation right now than not. I promise you that though. Yeah. Um, but go somewhere different. Well, so they just do the same exact thing every time. Same condo, too? No, like, they'll they'll change up, like, this, where they stay and stuff. But it's the same concept of a trip every time. Destin? No. This time, they're, or, this time they flew into Tampa. They flew ooh. this time, which we just couldn't. It, this is the busy week for wife at work, so it wasn't going to happen. Oh, we'll catch yeah. the next beach family vacation. Hey, tax season. Tax season. Nothing we do in the passing game is easy. Nothing at all. No quick hitter screens or shallow crosses. No one in space like we saw with Barry on last year and Wandell the previous year. What happened? Everything looks so difficult. Yeah. I don't think everything looks so difficult, but some of it falls but back, the, at least in the Missouri game, on the offensive line. Leary didn't have a, a lot of time to do a lot of things. Yeah, and I, I do think there's a lot of, like, how come we used to see guys just running open mm-hmm. that Meant to include in the same gay parlay with Washington's receiver getting over 90 yards as a leg. Everything else hit pretty easily. I was hoping 
DraftKings would at least give money back because he went out so early. It was one of the highest bet props on the game. No such luck. Well, yeah, casinos, they like making money. Uh, hey, Roll Call Crew, I hope we have reached a point where it's okay to sneak some quick hoops talk into here. Yeah, you've reached it, Zach. You've I'm actually it. less worried about a scenario where Bradshaw and Ugo miss significant time than I am for a scenario where we play Trey at the five and a do at the four and look amazing and then struggle to integrate seven-footers into everything right at SEC plays beginning when they are both healthy, and that's from Zach. So, so Zach basically saying that, like, I think actually – we're going to be fine without the seven-footers. The issue is going to be when they come back, transitioning them in is going to change a lot of how UK plays, and it's going to be a messy situation. You could be totally right about that, Zach. Yeah, and it might be. I just don't think we're going to look that good, as good as you think with Trey at the five and Nadu at the four. But that has been, like, if we were to pinpoint a bunch of problems, it's injuries. They're actually good in the games after the injuries. It's when people come back from injuries that are bad. I mean, Antonio yeah. Reeves, 37. They, like, they went off at Arkansas once we had the injuries. Uh, P.J. Washington and that whole set food, did that go? I guess that went fine when he got back. They just kept feeding him. Went all right. But the Kellen Grady in 21, like that, you know, that was a disaster. Yeah, never really Wheeler recovered came from back. that. Yeah. 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 No, you're right about that. Sack, it's going to be interesting. I, I will say offensively, Trey at the five and a dude at the four, like, good night. That's going to be wild. But I do think they'll give up some rebounding. They'll give up some interior scoring with that. And then will they have some transition issues once they get the, the big guys back? Maybe. But the good news is, like, those guys, I mean, Ugo may be excluded, but, like, Bradshaw should be able to play a similar style of five as Bradshaw. Or as uh, Trey Mitchell, excuse me. Except he's just going to be four inches taller, yep. five inches taller. But he should be somebody that you can take out, let him shoot, get inside. So hopefully the transition would be easy. But I like your take, Zach. And I love talking a little basketball. Hey, roll call crew again. Second point. Oh, is this Zach again? How important are these final games for football? Feels like recruiting, especially transfers, can take a huge hit if we continue to tank. And it couldn't happen as much worse time than the SEC expanding. People went from complaining that we could make the jump from nine to ten wins to very easily could make the jump backwards to struggling to get six or seven wins if we can't turn this around. And that's where a lot of this angst is. Right, like it's a lot of people who are just like, oh man, this has been really good. I want more, but I'm afraid we're going to actually get less. I just don't think that like that is necessarily on the line right now, but I get the concern of like if you keep losing, you keep losing, and you keep losing. It's just such a competitive league that if you're down, people smell blood on the water and they're going to go recruit your players, both recruits and actual players on the team. That's yep. the biggest concern, is like losing a bunch and keeping all this together after the season. The the other part too is it feels like a lot was teed up, you know. With like this, it was like, all right, we finally got everything in place to make this big change. If things go badly, it's like now what? Do we do we stick with this? Like what do we? The now what is the the part where you really worry about things getting sideways, and that's why you need to win three of your last six. So maybe that's an exercise we do. Like, can can Kentucky is it three of their last six or three of their last five? They've got five games left. So it would be Louisville, Mississippi State, South, South Carolina, Carolina. They're most likely all away from home. Ooh, that'll be interesting. By can, the way, can, I, can they do it? I've written I this sure down, didn't get to it, but Scoot people in Nashville, they want them some Will Levis. They want them some Will Levis now. I don't blame them. 
Tannehill stinks. That's what all the writers and journalists down there are talking about. Time for Will Levis. Time for Will Levis. Because Malik Willis stinks, and Tannehill's hurt. Yeah. Malik Willis is really bad. He's not good. I mean, if I was a Titans fan, I'd be like, maybe Will Levis stinks. Maybe it does say something about the fact that, like, he couldn't beat out Malik in practice. But let's find, like, you know, who cares? Let's find out. Well, and if the, it, and if Will Levis stinks, then we can always just we can put Malik back in. The um, I think the fear for the the fans who are pumping the brakes is that whoever is behind that offensive line is going to get killed, and is kind of going to be set up for failure. Probably true, but I just if I was a Titans fan, just not believe. Like I've seen enough, not the answer. Did you see the stat where they haven't scored thirty points in I don't know a hundred years? That's bad. It's uh the longest thirty point drought in the NFL since the Buccaneers became an expansion franchise. Oh. South and Josh here for the love of God, stop giving receivers eight free yards of cushion on defense. You're preaching to the choir here, South and Josh. By the way, we finally got to Tuesday's text messages. Oh, nice. Is it me or has Matt Sack been extra salty as of late? Wow. <laughs> A lot of Matt Sack talk on today's Kentucky roll call. I don't think he's been extra salty. I think he's always entertaining, informative, and I think that's been the case. Oh, no. Are we at the players-only meeting part of the season? Yeah, I didn't like seeing that, Roush. Did it actually happen? Because we're screwed. I'm not calling it a players-only meeting, but they wanted to have a meeting, and I'll let them have it. That was Oh, gosh. That's not good. It's got to get to a point where now like coaches be like, uh, you guys want to do a player's own? No, don't do it. Yeah, but here, here's the other part it's too, a though. Death nail. Like, of course they're having a player's only meeting. Like this, it feels like player's only meeting season. That's how bad everything feels right now. Yeah, that's not good. I no, know, but like, I don't. Just think... two weeks ago, we were like, oh, good time to get Georgia. And yeah, then now we... it's player's only meeting. It happened so fast, Roush. So fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, the offense hasn't caught passes. <sighs> Just catch the damn, throw and catch the ball. Can we just throw and catch the damn ball? And all those people, and we refuted them, admittedly, that were like, yeah, you dominated Florida, but should we be concerned about this? Should we be concerned about that? And I was like, yeah, maybe, but we dominated. So we'll worry about that stuff when we need to. Well, now you're not dominating, and now we are worried about I remember, that. So, uh, shout out to you, Texters. Devin Leary, hoping Florida's his breakthrough game, and that was three games ago. Still haven't had it. Fellas, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the wide receivers and tight ends have a competition this summer about which group could have more catches on the jug machine? So what happened to that? Was it broken? Y'all have a good one. That's from Levi. Uh, yeah, the summer stuff, that's a whole other conversation. But we can we can always go back to that. Like when the season ends, this football season ends, we can and we will talk about like what the hell was this offseason hype about. That being said, plenty of games left. Maybe that offseason hype comes to fruition. It seems like 2021, Cohen utilized the tight ends much more frequently, especially considering the trouble we have had with receivers dropping balls. Why aren't we doing that this year? Is it because the pass-catching ability isn't really there, or do we need them to purely block? I don't know. You know, it's a good question about, like, why the tight ends aren't involved as much. I don't have a good answer for you. I Yeah, I don't either. I can say that some of the time it's because they're being used in pass pro, but that's not all the time thing. Um, so, yeah, I don't. Don't really know, and I, you'd probably add too that like, they haven't been great either. Like the the entire offensive operation has been pretty pretty bad. But that is an alternative. Like if things aren't going well, um, you gotta have. 
things aren't going well with the receivers, go to somebody else. They went to Demi Sumo Carmbe last week. The backup running back slash receiver. So that that's kind of where their heads are at. Luckett tweeted that UK can't run a tempo offense because there's no depth of wide receiver. By lack of depth, does he mean the backups drop passes, can't get open, don't make plays? Because that sounds a lot like the starters to me. No, they don't have players. They have non-scholarship players. One of those is a former walk-on. All of them are freshmen or sophomores except Tavion Robinson and Dekel Crowdis, who Dekel Crowdis just hasn't done anything. Yeah, it's a bummer. I did the thing too, TJ, yesterday that we get mad at other people for doing when it happens in basketball, but I was like, oh, he's got to just do it. Like, where, What happened to all the receivers that transferred? Are they doing anything? The answer is they aren't really doing anything anywhere. Uh, Demarcus Harris has been not a whole lot at Marshall. Chauncey Magwood's a reserve, not playing at UCF. But Chris Lewis has been, he had his year three breakthrough, TJ. I, I said it was going to happen. I know, and it's it's... He has more receiving yards and receiving touchdowns than anybody on the Kentucky football roster currently. Oh, no. 354 yards, four touchdowns. He's got five plays of 30 yards or more, which is fourth in the Sun Belt. He had a 52-yard touchdown last week. Like He's a big play machine. Now, it's it's Sun Belt competition, but it's still like he had that high ceiling, and you were like, man, if he can just kind of grow into his body, he can he can, he can can be a big-time playmaker, and he's, he's doing that at Troy. Yeah, I mean, he's only got 15 receptions on the year, but four of them for touchdowns. Pretty solid percentage there. Ain't too shabby. Nearly uh, 25 over 25% of your catches are for touchdowns. I would take that. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Do you all experience lower ratings when UK sports start going poo-poo? feel like the UK sports media in general takes a hit in fan engagement when we hit m- mild inconveniences. Folks, I got to tell you all a secret. We aren't even... In the ratings books. We don't subscribe to the ratings books. We wouldn't know. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell from, like, a specific game necessarily. But podcast numbers, yeah. You, I you, mean, they, they – so, like, when a bad thing happens, it's the next couple episodes great for us. And then it's like – like, next week we'll probably – we'll see maybe a little dip in numbers. Yeah. Like, the, it'll be next the, week that we'll see a little dip. I can feel it on my – Twitter engagement and the YouTube numbers. You're right. There's an initial pop at the angriness, but then, like the few days afterwards, it just kind then of the apathy. Pe- people tune out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the worst. Is like when people just don't care, and that that's what I'm scared. If you lose to Tennessee in football, people just aren't going to care anymore. Yeah. That, but the good news is at that point we will get into basketball, so we yeah. won't be just totally left out in the cold. But ideally, UK turns it around. Basketball beats Kansas early on. Scoots has like a million times over thought that that's the first game of the year. Not the first game of the year. <laughs> Third game. I just had to do a quick guess. I threw a team out. Um, get off me. But yeah, we'll get that. We'll be fine. Did you guys see the NFL plant at the Chargers game last night? No way that woman is real, right? All right. Here, Here's my take. I didn't know why, what they're talking about. Why does the entire world, like why is that the internet's first reaction? It's like we see a funny woman in the crowd who's like super intense. They show her twice and they're like, it's a plant conspiracy. Like, what does that say about us as human beings? That that's the first a thing plan we go for to? want. That's a yeah, exactly. Like, what do they need to like pump in fans to be animated on television? No, that that's I don't understand it. Now she is happily soaking up the attention. Like the Chargers put her out there. She's season ticket holder. Like, but yeah, I I just thought that was ridiculous that people are like, oh my gosh, something crazy in the crowd. It's got to be fake. Like, what what are we doing here, people? I must have fallen out of that storyline. Didn't see it. The lady going. In the stands? We're, out of t- we're out of time. 
Everybody have a great Wednesday. Roush, have fun in our nation's capital. Be safe. Enjoy the bye week. And we will see you on Monday. We'll be back at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Corey Price Trivia. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio.